So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. I wanted to talk to Amy today about uh, a sermon that I had, but uh, I really believe it comes from what I would consider one of the helpful hint sections of the scripture. Um, This one happens to come from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I think it's just practical advice for us if we've ever if you've ever thought of of what do I do with this situation or what's the next thing for me to do or what am I supposed to be doing or I can't figure out what to do now I think this helps us but the the scripture that I just want to focus on says brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If you can think of anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I love that passage. One, because I'm a fairly positive guy in general, although I do fight with my bouts of just feeling down and depressed. But I like to think on the positive, and so I love this verse. But I know that verses like this, just taken out of context and not put back into context, can make people feel like, oh, that's so sweet. But it reminds me of when I was playing baseball and was dealing with my Christianity. There was a team back in the 80s, the San Francisco Giants, that was known as a team that had tons of Christians on it. And and everybody thought that they were going to be weaker because they had a bunch of Christians who cared about love and teamwork and positive stuff. And one of them came out and said, look, if I'm running into second base and there's a ground ball, I'm going to take out that second baseman or the shortstop as hard as anyone is. And I believe that if Jesus was playing baseball, he would take out that second baseman because it's part of the game. And that helped me to say that that to, to look at Jesus' life and to look at the things from the scripture, especially verses like this, and and say they're not all just sweet. I mean, these are good things, whatever is true, whatever is noble. I would love somebody at the end of my life to say Bob was noble. He was a noble man. I would love it if somebody would say that. And I want to do what's right. I've given up on being pure, but I would like to be pure. I don't, in my mind, at least on the outward appearance, don't have a real shot at being lovely. But I would like to be a lovely person. And I truly would love people to admire me. Sometimes I want that a little too much. But those are good things. But they're not soft things. And... And that's what I want to take a look at today. This is not a Pollyanna stick your head in the sand or put your head so high up in the clouds that you don't see reality kind of thing. I think these are really hard things to do. It takes a strong person to be these things, not a weak, flighty person. And if you don't believe me, 
Think of the last time somebody asked you if you like their haircut and you didn't. How hard is it in that moment to tell the truth? And what's it like to be in a situation where people are treating you like dirt and try to be noble? Or being in a situation where you really want to fudge things a little bit, that would be the easiest thing and might even benefit you in the short run. Try to figure out what it means to be pure in that situation. I'd love to walk through these and talk a little bit about what they mean, but uh, I think that's that's a good starting place. Yeah, I think I definitely relate to what you're saying because I think reading this scripture, I'm imagining it like crocheted on a pillow. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I think it does like, I think it's one of those scriptures where if you and I were studying Philippians, I would just kind of read it and keep going because I have no questions about it because it's just like, yeah, that's true. So like what's there to discuss, you know? Right. So I think it does kind of have that tendency of soft and um, Pollyanna, like what you were saying. It reminds me a little bit of how gratitude practices are like really in vogue right now. Like it's very popular, especially among like self-help groups um, to do a gratitude practice, to write down the list of things that you're grateful for every day, to try to start concentrating on the things that are good and feel good in your life instead of just the things that are stressful or discouraging. Um, But I think it's funny because I think one of the things about a gratitude practice is it's pretty easy and it's pretty good feeling, but many people, including myself, don't do it consistently because it feels a little too simple or too soft, like what you were saying with, uh, with this. Yep. So I think it's similar in that way. Um, Yeah. I think, I think that's my first reaction. Like my first reaction is, is this too soft? What happens if we don't concentrate on the problems in our lives? What happens if we only sit every day and concentrate on the things that are true and noble and right and pure? What happens to all the things that aren't true and noble and right? What happens to the difficulties? What happens like at the end of the month when our credit card payment is due and we don't have enough money to pay it? Like we're just supposed to go through the list and, and think like, is this true, noble, right, pure, lovely? I mean, that doesn't feel lovely. And and if it's not any of those things, just ignore it and <laughs> it will go away. <laughs> right? Well, I guess thinking of those things in a way feels to me like ignoring it. Yeah. So I guess I'm looking for some practical application. Excellent. Because um, I think these aren't things just to focus on and ignore the rest. I think these are the things that I take as tools into the situations where I am most challenged. So the worst places on earth are where I need this verse to jump out at me. So while this isn't the worst place on earth, let's use your example for a second. It's the end of the month. You haven't paid a bill and they call to let you know you haven't paid a bill and you don't have money in your account. 
First of all, nobody picks up that call. <laughs> nobody answers that one. Right. So, so in that situation, the phone's ringing and your tendency is to not answer it and just ignore it, um, at least until they say they're getting a lawyer. <laughs> um you know so but when that phone's ringing and you know it's them and you hear them start to talk and they're kindly saying they just want to talk to you about how we might resolve this situation what is noble in that situation to, uh, to be honest to be honest right to pick up the phone yeah. Yeah. Because you have incurred an obligation with those people. Yeah. They're not telemarketers, right. you know, calling to try to entrap you into more debt. Mm -hmm. They're people that you have signed a contract with. Mm -hmm. You've either bought something on credit or, or somehow owe an obligation. And they're calling just to see if you plan on keeping that obligation. So the noble thing would not be to sit on the couch and let that phone call go and then go to the freezer and get a quart of ice cream and eat it because you want to stuff those feelings, which is what I would do. Well, I guess that's what's coming up is like, if you're telling me I need to do the noble thing in the moment, it doesn't feel noble. It feels like guilt and shame. That's the experience. But how do you feel when you're just listening to that conversation and not answering it? I think I'm avoiding the feeling of guilt and shame. So I Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I feel guilt and shame when I know I owe an obligation and they're calling to remind me. I don't want to be reminded, so I feel guilty. So then I try to avoid that guilt, and that's when I go to the freezer to get the ice cream so that I can cover that up and preferably fall asleep. Right. Well, I mean, I think you, I think you and I have different, different relationships with money, but. Yeah. For me, okay. the guilt and shame comes from the, the money aspect, right? So, like, the inability to pay the bill okay. is already infusing me with guilt and shame. So then when the phone call comes, in order for me to face it nobly, I have to face that feeling of guilt and shame that I have been... Um, Hiding. Sorry, I just realized as talk as we're talking this through that this is not a soft Pollyanna. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's not right because somebody noble <laughs> does face their fears. Right. Somebody noble does face their weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I'm noble does rise above the things that challenge them yeah. and tries to meet them. So interesting because actually in my class right now, I don't know if I've shared this. I think I talked about last week, like I'm in ministerial school. And in the class I'm taking right now, we're talking about the Carl Jung's archetypes and how there's a shadow side of everything, you know? Yeah. And so it's so interesting actually because this 
verse is presenting an archetype of a Christian. Like a Christian is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, right? But there's a shadow side of all of these things. Right. And so, yeah, like when we went into this one noble, which to me seems the most kind of pie in the sky one of the whole bunch, noble, like actually there's this whole shadow aspect of noble, which for me is guilt, shame. Shame, right? Yeah, and that's what's really being spoken to here. Yeah, yeah. To me, like you can find a shadow. I mean, to me, the shadow of truth is obviously falsehood or lies. Right. You know, the shadow of noble would be that shame. Yeah. The shadow of right would be guilt, wrong. You know, the shadow of pure would be dirty, messy, you know, um, almost evil, Mm -hmm. you know, the whatever is lovely, the shadow of lovely would be ugly. Yeah. You know, whatever is admirable, well, the shadow would be like detestable, right? Yeah. How often in my life do I feel shame and guilt and and ugly and even detestable yeah because of the choices i make yeah and how much would am i seeking relief from those things right and how do i seek relief yeah i seek relief from those things by hiding and trying to cover them up yeah and that and that that takes a lot of the energy out of my life. Because yeah. I don't want people to see any of those things. Whereas these things, I think, I think Paul is trying to say to the Philippians, try to set these as goals, especially in the dark places. Yeah. Because they're going to set you free from all the ugly, detestable stuff. Yeah. You know, what happens if you say, if you do answer the phone, if you nobly answer the phone and face your fears and say to the person, look, I've messed up and I don't have the money this month. Yeah. I can't pay you a thing. I I would like to work something out, but I, I just can't this month. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. The majority of people in that situation are not going to come and confiscate your car unless it's the seventh time in a row you've said that. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, look, we have a plan. I'm even able to give you a pass this month. Mm -hmm. We will have to have you pay the interest, but we can add that on to next month's bill. Oh, it's true. You know? and. And how does that make you feel once that's done? Yeah, I mean, relief, you know. Right? Relief and, okay, I've got to buck up and make this happen. Yeah. I guess then the question for me then, okay, so if we can establish that actually these are super valuable and it's actually is a very high standard, actually is demanding a lot of us. And there's actually a lot of like emotional work to be done here if we were actually going to pursue these. So then if we see something like noble on one side and shame on the other, what the heck gets us to pick up the phone and be vulnerable in that moment? 
like this is all great for us to talk about right now but if that phone call comes from you when we hang up right now i don't know that my habits and patterns of the past are gonna have been transformed enough in order for me to face that fear because those patterns are developed because i am afraid and in pain right well i'm gonna i'm gonna steal from my my um health and weight loss program they say there are things that trigger you Mm -hmm. and then comes the thought and then comes the action and then comes the consequence Mm -hmm. they try to break the pattern between the trigger and the thought so when that phone rings your first thought is guilt and shame right and how do I avoid this? Right. If you try to fight it right there and you say, the phone rings, I know who it is. I choose to be noble in this situation. I choose to face my fears and my guilt. And I am going to talk to this person and tell the truth. And then they say, you practice that. Like, I had to go in, my first assignment in this program was I had to go into um, convenience stores, stare at the candy bars or the chips that I would normally stop and get, look at them, almost taste them in my mind, and then say no, and turn and walk out without buying anything in that store. And they made me do it six times in the first day because they said, just like your muscles, you have to practice this. You have to practice this and build up your no muscles because you are really weak at that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they made me do it like they made me do Mm -hmm. push-ups, you know? Um, So maybe I should call you at the end of the month six times in one day (laughs) and pretend I'm a bill collector just so that you can practice it Um, so that you can build up those muscles. Yeah. Because you don't become noble in one moment. Right. You know? Yeah. A person who's noble, you know, I'm thinking – when I, when I think of noble, I look back on the, the fantasy of what it meant to be a knight back in the Middle Ages, you know. But a knight started as a servant to a knight and then a page to a knight and then a, whatever the next thing was long before he became a knight. And he watched how the knight would be noble, you know, and they would learn and practice those muscles. Unfortunately, your avoidance and my avoidance muscles are bigger than our noble muscles right yeah. now. But I want to change that. You know, I want to, I, I, I love the idea of yeah. being noble. That makes me feel good. And the truth is I hate it when I sit on the couch and don't answer the phone of somebody that I'm obligated to. Right. I don't have any problem just letting all the telemarketers go, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't owe them anything. Right. But if it's somebody I owe 
or somebody that I'm committed to, then I feel bad when I sit on the couch and don't deal with that. I don't feel good. No, I, and I don't feel good either. I think that, that the reality for me is that the ignoring the call feels less bad than the shame, you know? But I think the reality of the situation, which you are pointing to, is that it, the ignoring the call might not be less bad than the reality of the call. Right. And it, that's part of it, right? That's part of the psychology of it that like, the story I'm telling myself about what that call will look like right. might be much worse than that call actually is. And so right. this kind of noble, brave, moral, righteous thing to do is to have the courage to pick up the phone and face the truth and the reality of the situation, which more, yeah. more often than not, I think is actually less intense than what we imagine it to be and may in fact be less painful than the bad feeling of ignoring the call to begin with. Right. And may or may not be. I, the plea, there's, there's no guarantee. You may get an aggressive, a, an aggressive um, collection agent. Right. You know, and that's not going to be fun. Right. But at least you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. As a mountain climber, sometimes you're going to have very difficult paths. Mm -hmm. But at least you're heading to the the pinnacle right. you know and that's the other thing about this is that i think christianity has a has headed in too bad a direction because most of the time christianity throws this stuff at you and says if you want to make it to heaven then you have to do these things yeah well that sucks yeah can i say that on this um <laughs> Okay, that stinks um, because I fail at those more than I pass those tests. I want that to change in the next 30 years of my life, um, but I fail at those more than I pass them. So I'm not going to heaven then. Um, that's not true because I believe in grace and we'll talk about that someday. Um, but what's true about this passage is that it puts me on a path that leads me to feeling good about who I am, where the other choices lead me to the shadow land, where I don't feel good about who I am. Yeah. Well, it's funny because on Sunday, the minister in the church I've been going to, in his sermon, he said, you know, like, God loves you. God loves you unconditionally. He's loved you since before he made you in your mother's womb and you know you're eternally like loved by the father and i heard all that and for me it's just i was just kind of like yeah 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 get to your point <laughs> you know like and i even thought in my head like it's funny how that just doesn't mean anything to me because and i was thinking i guess it's just because i am lucky enough that like i was i i think as close as you can get to unconditionally loved like in my home as a child. And so I've had that experience. And so I'm not lacking in that area. And so that aspect of God isn't really exciting or fulfilling for me because I kind of have an earthly experience of that. That's that's what I was saying in my head. But it's interesting listening to this today because I'm thinking maybe for some people listening, and, and I know definitely for myself, 
that jump between shame and noble when the phone is ringing might be a bit too much. Yeah. Like that leap is a bit too much for me. Yeah. And I don't think that with the phone ringing, I could go from shame to noble in three rings. Okay. And I was just thinking that actually the place that I might need to go is from shame to loved by God. Okay. To go from shame to I am good enough. Like to go from shame to I might not be the worst person in the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, like it might need I mean, to be a small step, which could eventually yeah. get me to noble, but it might not yeah. be in one set of rings. Well, that that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, Cause that would be a great project for any one of us to, to look at, okay, this is where I am. Shame. I'm hiding um, from this, from this, uh, from this challenge. I'd like to be noble. If you were going to build a stairway between those two things, right. what steps would that include? Right. And you mentioned a couple, you know, mm-hmm. one is I'm loved. Mm-hmm. God loves me even if I don't pay my bills. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Nobody else does, yeah. but but God does. Yeah. You know, my my bill collectors definitely don't. Right. But I'm loved. I'm okay. Right. I'm a I yeah. Not paying my bills does not make me a terrible, undeserving, and what was the word we used for opposite of admirable, detestable person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So maybe that is your first step. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, there needs to be a step called bravery. Right. You know, I'm not afraid, or I am afraid, but I'm going to take this step. Or I am afraid, but I'm not alone. Right. 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 You yeah. know, but but yeah, build a staircase between those two and work on the next step. Yeah. That's brilliant, Aim. You should write a book. Oh, I also got that from other people. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that's I think that's what it would take because I think in order for me to pick up the phone in that moment, I need to be more at a place like the phone is ringing. I see it's a collections agency. And in my mind, I'm saying, I'm good enough. Yeah. God bless me. And I don't have to face this alone. That feels like an attitude that I could pick yeah. the phone up with, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And my, my health thing that I'm working through right now would say, say the truth. Right. I would like to pick up this phone or I, if you can't say that, I should pick up this phone, although they don't want you to do a lot of shoulds. And I had someone in Bible study that always said, God never wants you to should on yourself. Right. You know? Um, so, and that's... You can say that, Dad, but you can't say sucks. <laughs> and that's what it feels like, you know? But, but I want to pick up this phone, but I feel this. I want to pick up this phone, but I'm afraid. Or I want to pick up this phone, but I don't want to deal with it. You know, Um, maybe that's the first step. Or ignoring that call and immediately calling someone that you love and trust and saying like, hey, this phone call just came in and I'm feeling so much shame right now. 
and sharing that shame. Yeah. That, that, I yeah. mean, I know all feelings that helps, but shame, yeah. especially like sharing your shame with someone because the yeah. natural reaction to shame is like, you don't need to feel ashamed. You're not the only one in this situation. Like, right. Right. But to me, sharing that with someone is an extremely noble thing to do. Right. Well, because it's shining yeah. a light on those dark places. Like, yeah. These shadow areas can only thrive in the darkness, right? Right. Right. So you've you've chosen to bring it to the light, to yeah. open the curtain. Yeah. That's that's powerful, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Like moving in the moving in the direction of these qualities rather than just flip flopping in an on off right. kind of way. Right. Instead of doing either and or. Yeah. Let's build a stairway to each one of them. Yeah. So there's eight things here, at least. There could be ten depending on how you read it. But there's eight things. And I think that's too much too. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so pick one, you know, pick one this week and say, I want to practice being noble. I want to practice being true. I want to practice being right. <laughs> A lot of us want to practice being right. We're good at it. I'm right. Um, you know, I want to practice being pure and whatever it is, pick one and then admit to yourself where you are and try to build a stairway. And if that takes you a week, then you're a lot faster than I am at doing stairs. <laughs> you know, if that takes you a month, that's fine. That's great. And if that takes you a year, well, you're in a year, you're going to be a, a, a lot better off than you are feeling today, you know, and, and along the way, you're going to feel better and you're going to get better results. You know, so I don't think it's Pollyanna stuff. No. And I don't think it's stuff yeah. to quickly bypass. You know, this is real stuff that can change how you feel about yourself and therefore how you address the world. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are super excited about this podcast and the community we are hoping to form around it. We really want you to reach out and share your responses and reflections. Right now we have three main ways to do that. You can either comment right on the podcast post on Facebook, which will be posted weekly on my dad's Bob Hollis Facebook page. You can private message him through Facebook as well, or you can email us at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. We will be releasing a new episode each week, and we are so excited and grateful for all of your support. Thank you so much. Well, hi, Amy. Because you said I can't talk to my peeps. Okay, don't say peeps. <laughs> peeps is not a thing anymore? No. No? Oh, I'm so old. <laughs>